Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk to you about, if you want to train your own horse, the top 10 things you need to remember. So, number one, and I feel like before I get into this, I should say that the reason I think this is important is my last 29 years of training horses, creating a horse that loves their job and is calm and confident. Um, these are the rules that I stuck to and you can go to clinics and watch videos and read books and take lessons and all of that to keep improving your horsemanship but you have to have in my opinion principles and theories you stick by and um, rules that you won't uh, sway from and I think all of those things will help you be consistent in training and making a um, happy and confident horse. So this is all part of being a good horseman. So um, my number one thing that you should definitely do is have a plan. Set a goal with a lot of little steps based on them and not you. Um, You may have a human calendar that says I want to enter this show by such and such date, but they may not be ready for that. So what I often tell Team TLC to do is set a goal every week and... um, A goal is great, but if you don't have a plan to execute it, it's not going to come to be. So you have to think of steps to get there. So if your goal was to pick up your horse's leads correctly by Friday to the left and to the right, you might start Monday with face flexing left and right um, in straight lines and circles at a standstill and a walk and a trot. And when that was really good, then you might try straight lines and circles, shoulder in, shoulder out, and really get control of their shoulder with your inside leg by the front cinch or outside leg by the front cinch. Then you would want to get control of the hip and be able to push the hip in or push the hip out with your leg in the back cinch in straight lines and circles. So um, so maybe now I'm, by Thursday I can walk and trot wonderful lead departure setups um, in two tracking and I feel very confident so by Friday I can ask for my lead departures. So that would be a really good example of um, setting up a plan, setting goals, and breaking it into a lot of steps. And that is really important to be successful. Number two, I feel like we have to look at horses like we would look at children. They go to school Monday through Friday and they get the weekends off and people are the same way. You work Monday through Friday and you get the weekends to rest your mind and rejuvenate. And I think we have to look at horses that way too. We need to set them up with the rule of we're going to look at a little bit of improvement each day. And um, it would not be fair for me to ride you once a week for two or three hours hard and expect you to retain that in two weeks when I come back out to ride you again or one week. Um, Instead, I'd rather make a small improvement each day and be consistent with their training three to five days per week minimum. That way they can progress nicely as an individual and you'll feel that improvement. As the old saying goes, 1% a day in 100 days, you'll have 100%. So it's better to do things in small increments and make nice progress than try to shove it all down their throat in one day and then not do it consistently. 
So I feel like that will set you up for success much better. Um, the next thing, my number three, is setting them up for yes answers. I don't think that it's fair to put so much pressure on a horse that it causes them to refuse or to be fearful um, or for you to punish them because they don't understand. I do think um, we need to set them up for yeses. So I need to come to them from the point that I'm going to ask in a way that they can understand. If they don't, don't get it, I'm going to ask again. And then if they don't get it, I might ask with a little bit more pressure and hopefully they'll give and then I can release. But I look at things as a three-time rule. If a horse hits a barrel three times, you've got a bad habit. If a horse goes by a barrel three times, you've got a bad habit. So the first time something goes wrong, I'm going to look at, was it a rider cue? Was it a horse not understanding to prepare before the turn or to ride to its spots? I'm going to look at that because I don't want to get to the third time and have a habit that's going to be harder to fix. So um, I think it's important we come to our horse from the place of understanding and we set them up to give us yes answers and not to be fearful or confused so that we don't set them up for making mistakes. Um, my number four thing is to know your horse. Every horse is an individual. They're going to like different bits and different saddles, different cues. They're going to have a different feel and different timing. Some are going to be lazy. Some are going to be more um, go type horses. Some are going to be stiffer, etc. So you just have to learn to work with them as individuals. Some come on fast, some come on slow. You go at a pace that they can handle. Number six, I feel like it's really important when you're riding your horse, you look between their ears where you're going. If it's in a straight line, you're looking 20 to 30 feet ahead. If it's in a circle, you're riding a quarter turn ahead, but still looking between their ears, not down their neck, not at their shoulders, not wondering if their face is giving left or right. Your focused eye should always be looking between their ears where you're going. Just like if you were driving a truck or riding a bike, you look between the lines on the road to stay in a straight line and also so you don't hit anything or run anything over or go go off the road, that type of thing. Um, I think it's important that we learn that maybe in the turns we sit on our pockets a little bit, but we still want to look up and between the ears, maybe keeping our shoulders elevated a little bit and think about riding their hindquarters around those circles. Um, a lot of times with our focused eye, we can look where we're going, but with our peripheral vision, we can feel or sense around us like when the barrel's at our leg and that type of thing. So you don't have to look at your horse to feel them give to your rein pressure or to feel them move their shoulders. Um, you should be able to feel that not have to look. So remember to look between their ears. That's very important. Um, my number seven thing, and this is really important, um, not only does the, the rider need to learn to breathe in and out and exhale when you say whoa in order to keep a quiet, calm horse, but you also need to be aware of your horse and look for them when you stop and rest them in between things that, that they exhale, that they lick and chew, that they're processing. That exhale is a big moment in your horse's training telling you they've processed and they're ready to go on to the next thing so learn to watch for that um, my number eight thing ties into this rest and reward it's very important to me to rest my horse in between trying something I believe in keeping my horses sessions short I believe in uh, resting them between things and saying good job so that they are building their confidence and desiring a horse that likes school and wants to learn more 
Um, it's no different than for me or you. If we were physically unfit to climb a bunch of stairs or run a marathon, we would be very resentful and in pain the next day. So we have to look at our horses conditioning physically if they're ready. Uh, we have to look at emotionally and mentally where they are age-wise and what they can handle time-wise. And, um, and I do things in sets of three. If a horse is understanding where I'm coming from, um, as far as like if I ask the first time and or the second time and they do it perfect I'm going to quit and pet them but I'm not going to do more than three so if I can't get something perfect on the third time at let's say a trot I'm just going to break back down to a walk and if I can get it good at a walk I might quit on the first or second try and, and pet them so um, Rome's not built in a day it's brick by brick so as long as you're ending on a calmer note and going at a speed they understand and a step they can understand, it's still a win. Um, my next thing, and I think this is very important, number nine, is your nerves. So often riders get very nervous in the holding pin or at a new arena or before competition, but you need to learn to be a calm, confident leader. And that may even serve for some of you, even stem from groundwork, round pin, um, even just riding at home with your horse. You want to present yourself to your horse in a calm and positive manner and um, let them know that this is a good thing. It's a, a good experience because if you're nervous, imagine what they're thinking. Horses completely are tuned into body language. That's how they communicate, just like being lazy and pecking order. So if a horse, you know, learns from rest and reward, um, that's part of their nature. And, and the pecking order of you being the head of their herd, of their herd of two, is extremely important as well. And then finally, my number 10, and this one is so important, and this one you may have to look at yourself more than at your horse, and that's rider's cues. We have to know what our five ways of communicating with our horse mean to them. Our eyes, where we look, our voice, talking to them, our body, and saying go, or, or rate, or slow, or turn. Um, and also our hands and our legs. So often what I see is a rider sitting up and pulling hard on the reins back or not using hand and leg together with give and take pressure. Sometimes you have to look at how much pressure you use um, and think of riding from your horse's hindquarters. So sometimes I might use a little bit more hand to get my horse up into the bridle more, but a little bit lighter leg. Or I might use more leg and a little bit lighter hand if I wanna drive the hind in a little bit deeper. Sometimes I'm working on softening the face with a little more hand. Sometimes I'm working on driving the hip with a little bit more leg, but my hands and legs work together. Sometimes I'll use an inside hand to guide while I'm using an outside leg to keep the shoulders from floating. Sometimes I'll use an inside leg and a little bit of balance rein so that they don't overflex and let a, um, a shoulder drift or a hip swing. So there's a variety, but a hand and leg should always work together. It should always be with give and take. You can use your voice to tell them easy or good boy or smooch to speed up or for woe. Um, you obviously should be looking where you're going with your horse. Um, 
So all of those things are super important. Your body's really important. Um, knowing what your hips and shoulders mean when they're square on your horse, as opposed to going to your inside hip to maybe snap out or finish a turn, um, or using your outside leg to straighten the shoulders or inside leg to soften the rib cage. There's just so many variables. Um, can you ride your horse one-handed versus two and be more reliant on just your eyes and your body to ride your horse? Um, there's just so much you can do with your rider cues to improve um, your horse training as well. So all of those things, those 10 things are really important and to be to be successful at training your own horse. So again, set up a really good plan with your horse, break it into steps so that they can accomplish their goals. Um, number two, just try to make small improvements every day. Number three, set your horse up for yes answers. Number four, treat your horse as an individual for their individual needs. Number five, always have patience. Um, number six, look and ride between those ears. Number seven, learn to exhale and wait for that horse to exhale and look and chew between um, things that you're working on. Um, number eight, rest and reward is super important, keeping those sessions short but positive. Number nine, um, rewarding them. I always said that, sorry. Number nine, nerves. Sometimes I lose my place, <laughs> my notes. It's a wonder I can read my notes some days. But um, number nine, nerves. Um, keep your nerves calm. You wanna be that confident leader for your horse. That's really, really important. And um, number 10, finally, using your hands and legs correctly with give and take pressure and understanding what your rider cues mean to your horse, your eyes, your body, your voice, everything. Um, it's really important to not be handsy with them, to really understand the idea of light first, um, give and take pressure. So I hope that's helpful and that gives you 10 rules to think of when you're training a horse in order to make a horse that has heart and wants to do its job. So thank you for tuning in and as always, ride with heart. <music>